0: Hey beautiful people, I hope you're doing so well and welcome to True Fulfillment Podcast. My name is Daisy Cross, your host and thanks so much for tuning in. So I'm really excited today mainly because I do have my favorite top on and so for those of you that can catch the YouTube video, uh, I'm actually wearing my Helen Ready top. I'll give you a bit of a look. I am Woman Hear Me Roar. And the really cool thing about this top is that, well, we actually sung I Am Woman Hear Me Roar, Helen Reddy's amazing tune, at my mum's funeral. And one of my mum's really good friends saw it in the tree of life as she was walking past that shop and purchased it for me. So whenever I wear it, it just always reminds me of my mum's amazing friend and of my beautiful mom and just how much fun we had singing this at her funeral. So let's kickstart this podcast. We're going to be talking about limiting beliefs and how are limiting beliefs actually created. We're going to be talking about the subconscious mind and how it was so opened and receptive, especially during the very first seven years of our life, which is mainly when we began to create this self-image based on parenting and conditioning and beauty standards. And so we developed these limiting beliefs at very, very young age. We're going to be talking all about the science, but more importantly, we're going to talk about how to dismantle them. And even more importantly, we're going to be talking about how to create new empowering beliefs that are aligned with the woman and the man that you are today and aligned with your goals and dreams and what you want for your life now. So let's get to it. I'm going to kickstart off this podcast with an amazing quote by Napoleon Hill author of Think and Grow Rich. And if you haven't read his book, I'd highly recommend you to. It's absolutely amazing. So Napoleon tells us, somewhere in your makeup, there lies sleeping the seeds of achievement. And if aroused and put into action, will carry you to heights in which you never thought you could attain. This is one of my most favorite as it resonates with me so deeply. Napoleon talks about these sleeping seeds, right, that are lying dormant in me, in you, in every single being that's born onto this beautiful earth. And what are these seeds exactly? These seeds hold the blueprint for the greater destiny of your life. These seeds hold the blueprint for your greatest potentiality. These seeds hold the divine gifts that you have been blessed with in this lifetime. And when I talk about these seeds of pure potentiality, these seeds of greatness, I love the metaphor of the tiny little oak tree seed, right? And it's, and it's pure potentiality to sprout and to grow and expand into this amazing, abundant, magnificent oak tree, right? The oak tree is completely invisible in this tiny oak tree seed. However, the oak tree seed holds the blueprint for this pure potentiality. The oak tree seed holds the blueprint for this greater destiny and this greater purpose for its life, right? And I want you to know that just like this tiny little oak tree seed and its blueprint for absolute greatness, this blueprint for a greater destiny of its life, this blueprint for a greater purpose of its life, that you too hold your own blueprint for absolute magnificence. You too hold the blueprint for a greater destiny for your life as well. And do you feel this within yourself? Do you feel this stirring, greater calling, greater vision for your life? Have you always felt this within yourself? This feeling and this deeper knowing that you're meant for more, that you weren't just put on this earth to just exist and live this mediocre lifestyle, that there is a higher calling and a greater vision for your life. Maybe you began feeling this way, way back when you were a little girl, when you were a little boy, visualizing and dreaming yourself of helping people, helping the earth and saving animals in your unique way. I remember feeling this so powerfully at times and still to this day, often it will just wake me up and often grabs me by the shoulders and tells me, get moving woman. I've had countless conversations with my clients recently about this that so many of them are feeling this, this feeling of restlessness because they know they're meant for more, right? You know, there comes a time in our life where we just got to stop shutting our intuition down, stop moving away and stop shutting what A Course in Miracles calls the still small voice down, our intuition Because really, it's not about us. We've been blessed with these seeds of greatness and this pure potentiality and the greater destiny for our lives. They aren't even for us, right? And our gifts aren't for us either. Our gifts, if activated and used, can be used to help uplift and heal the world in our unique way and add to the healing of the world. And I know you know this, or else you wouldn't be listening to a podcast like this. However, it's one thing to know something and one thing to actually act on it. And how many people don't act on the still small voice, on their intuition, on the greater vision for their life? The tragedy is, is that, you know, so many people take their last breath and take their dreams, goals and the greater vision with them to the grave. And I feel this is one of the greatest tragedies of all. You know, I know myself, I had a massive wake up call when I saw my mom take her last breath. At that moment, I felt like like God grabbing me by the shoulders and was just shaking me like, wake up, Daisy. And it was that day when my mom took her last breath, which is when I raised my hand up. I said, okay, I, 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 I say yes to living full out. I say yes to my dreams, goals, and the greater vision for my life. And that was the day when I kickstarted my healing journey. And sure, I have to step into a bit of discomfort, but we need to step into a bit of discomfort because our goals and dreams and the greater vision for our life lay out of our comfort zone. It seems that as little kids, we had this expansive imagination, right? So, in, so entrained in daydreaming and visualization and just expanding our creativity. It seems that as we get older, we seem to grow further and further away from the deepest desires of our heart. We begin to lose belief and faith in ourselves. And what I know to be true since having the amazing ability of working with hundreds of people and being in the self development community now for a few years is that the number one reason that stops people from taking massive action towards their goals and dreams and what stops people from putting up their hand and touching their 120% in this lifetime lays solely in the hands of our belief systems. It's our self-image and the beliefs that we have about ourselves and what is possible for our lives in this lifetime will will determine what we achieve and will determine the level we play at in life. Our beliefs will expand us Or contract us you could say that they create the inner glass ceiling for the level that we play at in life right and many of us don't step out of that box we stay very safe and closed in the safety of our own comfort zone Um, a coach of mine and a friend coach Sean Smith he mentions you will never ever outperform the boundaries of your beliefs we play life at the level of our belief systems And it's been proven also that not even our external environment has much to do with us activating those seeds of greatness and saying yes and achieving the greater destiny for our lives. And this is being proved time and time again that even though, you know, many great leaders were born in extreme poverty and even abuse in third world countries still achieved absolute greatness. I'll name a few, like some of the greatest leaders in history were born into extreme poverty and abuse, right? Mahatma Gandhi, Arthur Luther King, Oprah Winfrey, Benjamin Franklin, all these great leaders, irrespective of their upbringing and irrespective of of them being born into extreme poverty and abuse, had such a strong conviction in their beliefs about themselves and what they could achieve in this lifetime. They were moved by a greater vision and a higher purpose for their life. In a way, you could say that the dreams these people had, you know, in coming from the environments that they were born in, extreme poverty, and some of them even third world countries, you could say that these dreams that they had for their lives and what was possible f- for them in this lifetime, you could say that they these dreams could have been unrealistic. However, even though they were unrealistic, they left such a powerful legacy and still leaving a powerful legacy to this day. Even though they could have been perceived as unrealistic, They were actually accurate. So how do we know what our current beliefs are? Well, the thing about the beliefs and what is possible for our lives is that they will only manifest themselves 100% of the time because they direct our actions. So we're a team player in 100% team player in directing and manifesting these beliefs into physical reality. So if you wanna know what your current beliefs are, well then just take a look at your current life, right? What are you putting up with? What are you tolerating? What's your financial situation like? If you want for more financial abundance and you, but you find yourself constantly broke, well then just take a really good honest look at the relationship you have with money because there's obviously an insecure financial belief going on because you're tolerating it, you're putting up with that. What's your relationships like? You know, if you find yourself being unhappy in your relationship and you have been for years, then take a good look at your self-worth and your level of worthiness when it comes to intimacy, partnership and connection. Because if you haven't been happy in your relationship for years, then what is going on? Why are you tolerating that? What are you believing about yourself when it comes to partnership and intimacy and connection? Same with health. What's your current level of health like? We tolerate, we put up with so much when it comes to our health. And so the beautiful gift is that all these beliefs that we have learnt up until now can all be unlearned. Realising that we were all born into this world with limitless potential, limitless possibility for our life and everything other than that is completely learned and complete BS naturally you know we are a blank canvas we just forgot as we began taking on the programs and the conditioning of the world and this is all learned behavior and we absolutely can rewrite the script on a deep subconscious level it's the journey of unlearning and remembering our deepest truth right who were we before we believed we were less than perfect Hypnosis and other subconscious reprogramming techniques like NLP are so powerful into rewriting the script, unlearning the BS of the world, and remembering our deepest truth, right? Even way, way back when we were little children. And really, like that's when we mostly took on these beliefs and programs and conditions during the very first seven years of our life. And yo, know, this is a science. And this is when I get all hypnotic and and subconscious talk and mind talk and yo know, like I am a teacher of spirituality and the teacher of the mind and so these two topics spirituality and the mind light me up like a Christmas tree so during the very first seven years of our life we were primarily running on the subconscious mind actually there was no conscious mind that conscious mind which is that 10% poking out of the water right that tiny little bit of that iceberg there was no conscious mind that developed at eight years of age that's the ego self the I self, based on the programs and the conditioning that we learned seven years prior, which is when the subconscious mind was open, that 90% of that huge iceberg underneath the sea that was open and expansive during the very first seven years of our life. And the thing about the subconscious is that it's called the superconscious for a reason, right? By like those personal development gurus like Tony Robbins and Deepak. And that's because the superconscious mind that has superpowers. The first superpower it has is that it picks up information. It's like a sponge. It's expansive, right? That's 90% of our mind power, just soaking up information. And the second superpower it has is that it learns super quick, rapid speed. And it's important that the subconscious mind is open and expansive during the very first seven years of our life because we need to learn very important things, right? This is survival. We need to learn how to eat. We need to learn how to feed ourselves. We need to learn how to go to the bathroom. So there's many things that we do learn during the very first seven years of our life that really do serve us, right? Especially when it comes to survival. However, and I'm, sh- I'm sure that you know where I'm going with this, there's many things that we do learn during the very first seven years of our life that don't serve us, right? We learned some pretty powerful beliefs and self-concepts during the very first seven years of our life when there was no conscious mind, when the subconscious mind was just open and taking in rapid information around us. We learn some really powerful beliefs and self-concepts around money, around relationships and around love beliefs, right? And we get told some really powerful things such as, you're so much like your father and why can't you be more like your sister? Be a good little girl. Oh, your best friend got a good grade. Why couldn't you get a good grade? And I myself, I began to think, hmm, and I mustn't be good enough. The way I am and so I began to see well then who do I need to be and what do I need to look like in order to be good enough for the world in order to be good enough and worthy for my mom and dad's love and so I began to suppress different aspects of myself and I began to kind of take on different personality traits and copying my friends and copying my sister to kind of mold into this perfected self of good enough for the world and so what happens is that we kind of take on different costumes and we look at the world through all these different filters right And what happens is that we just get further and further, like these layering and conditioning, we just get further and further away from our natural innocence, from that pure potential, from that limitless potential that we were born with, right? When we came into this world, we just get further and further away from that. We learn some really powerful beliefs during the very first seven years of our life, especially to do with um, what money is and what love belief, like, beliefs around love and also beliefs around relationships right we look at our mum who's the depiction of a woman in the world right and what was her beliefs about a woman's body what was her beliefs about how a woman should be in the world what was her beliefs about beauty we look at our dad who's the depiction of a man in the world and unconsciously can begin to replicate different uh, personality traits of our dad and that's how we begin to show up We look at our mum and how she communicates with our dad, how our dad communicates with our mum, which can set the platform and foundation for how we show up in relationships as we get older. We learn such powerful beliefs about money. So many of us have those echoes of money is the root of all all evil. You know, money, you gotta work hard for a living, right? I myself have had to do some massive subconscious reprogramming around beliefs. Now that I'm an entrepreneur, now that I am, making my own cash, we learn really powerful um, self-concepts and beliefs about love, right? Who do we need to be and what do we need to do in order to receive and be worthy of our parents' love? I myself, um, very personal story, I was put in a Stedfords and Irish dancing and swimming, swimming and um, athletics. And whenever I'd win, I'd be awarded. I'd be picked up and told how much my mom and dad loved me, I'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd get bought things, I'd be given McDonald's and so I associated winning with love, right? That in order for me to receive love, I needed to win and this kind of gave me this 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 hunger for winning and certifications and for validations as I got older. I was hungry for it. The tragedy with that is that it doesn't last too long, you know. It's a very unsustainable way of living and it only left burnout and fatigue. I remember hearing something really powerful from a psychologist a few years back and she mentions that we learn everything that we need to learn um, in order to show up in the world at seven years of age based on social conditioning prior to that and what's really powerful is that there's so much truth to that statement because then by eight years of age that's when the conscious mind begins to form the I self the ego self based on the seven years of subconscious conditioning Prior to that, Deepak talks about this. He talks about how you can see the change in your child's eyes. So one day the innocence will be there and the next day the I self, the ego self will form. Usually it happens around late seven or um, eight, eight years of age. And there's so much truth to that statement then of, you know, show me the seven-year-old boy and the seven-year-old girl and I'll show you the 40-year-old woman, I'll show you the 40-year-old man. Because the foundation and the platform Um, has been you know programmed and conditioned based on those very powerful seven years prior to that when there was no conscious mind when the subconscious mind was open and absorbing and taking in everything just like a sponge and so that's when we begin that's how we we begin to show up in the world then by eight years of age when the conscious mind forms when the i-self and the ego self begins to you know present itself to the world so it's really important to understand then that you know change then Um, becomes a bit more challenging because we need to put the conscious mind which is the ego mind to sleep to tap into the subconscious mind and to rewrite social conditions and social programs which is where hypnosis and other subconscious reprogramming techniques come into play and so we go through life then with these costumes on and looking at the world through these conditioned lenses that we picked up from our parents and in fact They're not even our parents. Our parents pick them up from their parents, right? It's just learned behavior. And I feel that the most common lens that most of us gorgeous humans are looking through, if not all of us gorgeous humans are looking through, is a sense of inadequacy. A belief that we're fundamentally flawed in some way, that we're just not good enough the way they are and so we go through life looking and searching for who we need to be and what we need to do and what we need to look like in order to finally be good enough for the world in order to finally be good enough for love and I know many women and not just women but men as well but women have more of a tendency to root our self-worth in our bodies right and this leads us into very self-sabotaging behaviors and patterns of starvation and dieting and chronic exercise and Cutting things out, in plan, planning things and smoothing things over. The tragedy with this is that it's a very unsustainable way of living and it gives us a hit for a second, but it leaves us starving for more. A lot of us also have um, a tendency to root our self worth in our careers, our certifications, in our degrees, and some of us even get a hit out of being desirable and being in a relationship. You know, most of us have learned the hard way that, you know, All these hits that we get of rooting our self-worth into, you know, we we might feel the sense of gratification for a second, but we are left just starving for more, absolutely fatigued, and it just leads to burnout, guilt, resentment, and a very unfulfilled life. You know, that's really, it's no way of living. So our beliefs are so powerful. They create our self-image and they truly run our lives and they create our perceived perception of the world we see. And that's because we are subconsciously constantly looking for evidence that validate our beliefs and the perception of the world. And this is a fact. And that's because we have a bundle of nerves just at the back of our brainstem called the RAS, the reticular activating system. And the RAS only focuses on that, which we are constantly thinking the thoughts that we're feeding our subconscious mind and the beliefs that we have and blocks out absolutely everything else, filters out everything else and the reason why we have an RAS is because we'll literally go crazy if we were constantly picking up all the information all around us. So this is um, for our own sanity here on earth. So I want to give you an, like, a full embodied example of this. So like I mentioned before, I used to have this very strong belief that my self-worth was rooted in my body. And I used to have this belief that I was only lovable if I was stick thin and if I weighed a certain way. And so if any guy asks for my number, and if I got a new friend, then this, um, what I was experiencing would would validate my belief that, oh, you know, he only wants your number and she only wants to be a friend because you weigh this certain weight, right? It had nothing to do with my personality and that they wanted, to, they wanted to hang out with me. It had everything to do with just my weight and the size of my thighs. I want to give you another example. So... A client of mine had a core cool belief of that he was unlovable. And so, when he finally jolted up the courage to prove his belief wrong by asking a woman out, and when she said no, this validated the belief, his belief even stronger, right? "See, I am unlovable," he tells me. Who knows? You know, she could have been attracted to women, or she could have even even had a partner. But the RAS will only focus on that. That the reason why she said no was because you are unlovable. It had nothing to do with any other possibilities, just that. And so we are constantly confirming our belief and our model of the world. Another quality about the subconscious mind is that it's the emotional body. And so the subconscious mind constantly wants to keep us safe, you know, from ever experiencing um, past emotions that we felt that developed the belief in the first place. So these beliefs that we create, unworthiness, not good enough, unlovable, are actually forms of protection from emotional pain, right? The tragedy is that if we believe these beliefs, then we'll live a very enclosed lifestyle. We'll never do anything just in case we get hurt. I'll give you another personal example of this. So as you can see, um, <laughs> I was so many examples of this. That's why I'm so passionate about teaching people how to break through their own constraint limitations, because if we don't, then we live a very unfulfilled life. So from a young age, um, I formed this belief that relationships equal pain, you know, based on what I was witnessing in, in my own home and based on my own mum and dad's relationship. And so I found myself in very self-sabotaging behaviors and very self-sabotaging patterns. As soon as I was in a relationship and I'd feel any ounce of feeling, I would literally sabotage the relationship and run because the thought of experiencing what my mum went through terrified me. And so I saw this pattern really hard when I was at uni, when I fell hard for a man. And I, I wasn't willing to look at it. And I ran so far that I ended up in India living the celibate sage lifestyle. I know now, since looking at this belief and shifting it, that true growth and transformation and truly living fully, you know, comes through the quality of our relationships, not living an isolated sage lifestyle. I'm so glad that I took a real good look at this belief that I had. The tragedy is that, you know, many of us go through life um, not willing to look at the sabotaging behaviors that keep us living very chained to a very unfulfilling life. One very important aspect of life is to develop a positive mindset towards failure. If we don't, then we'll be scared to move. We will constantly be playing safe, you know, enclosed to our comfort zone. When did we learn to stop taking risks? You know, definitely not as babies and small children. I invite you to release the brakes and get in wicked motion and action towards all your goals and dreams. The beautiful gift is that there comes a time in our life when we, I call it the awakening process. Usually it's when we leave school in our 20s and 30s and we begin to want more for our life we begin to dream and we begin to visualize right we have ambitions we have goals we have dreams we begin to visualize the perfect relationship the career and the business ideas leaving our nine to five and taking radical action on that entrepreneurial idea travel and adventures and I love what my coach says and he says that we get a bit emotionally drunk and we do something crazy like actually take action on our dreams goals and the higher calling for our life And as you all know, you know, before then, like we're kind of in this safety zone, right? There's no kind of emotional discomfort here. But as soon as we step out of our comfort zone and take radical action to our goals and visions, only then do our beliefs scream the loudest, right? The echoes of the past scream the loudest. And we hear things like, you sure you want to get into that relationship? Remember, your mom and dad's relationship, relationships equal pain. How about you just keep safe? Or really, you leave your nine to five, your mom and dad filed bankruptcy, you you sure you want to take that risk? How about you just keep safe and just keep to your nine to five? As soon as we step out of line and we take action on our goals and dreams and these social programs scream at us and these beliefs scream at us, and this fear screams at us, we come to a fork in the road and we need to choose one of two paths. The first path is we listen to the echoes of our past and we actually believe these social programs that we picked up from our parents and that it's not not even their social programs they picked it up from their parents and if we pick number one then we keep we put those feet back into our safety zone back in our comfort zone and we keep safe from fear and from failure and from emotional pain the tragedy with this is that it leads to a very unfulfilled life or we take path two which is okay. I hear what's happening right now. I hear that, I'm hearing the echoes of the past. I'm hearing the fears of my moms and dads and the generations and the past generations. And I choose my goals and dreams and I choose self-development if we choose path two this is the greater calling for our life this is when we begin to activate that seed of pure potentiality just like the start of this podcast session we begin to activate that seed of the greater destiny of our lives we begin to activate the seeds of our divine gifts so we can use our gifts in a way that uplift and serve the world in our unique way And path two is the path of stepping out of our comfort zone. And I love that visualization of just smashing through the inner glass ceiling, right? And this path may present a bit of discomfort. And discomfort is actually the path of self-growth, the path of liberation, the path of just smashing out of our inner glass ceiling and expanding our life and playing full out. And when we smash our inner glass ceiling that then level becomes the new level that we begin to play out in life until we take even bigger and massive action. And I tell you what path two is liberation, baby, liberation and freedom. The path of self growth and the path of our dreams and goals may present some discomfort. And this is normal, you know, it's because we are stepping out of what's familiar and we must step out of what's unfamiliar in order to expand into our next level. Our self-growth, fulfillment, dreams, and goals lay outside of our comfort zone only 100% of the time. So how to create new empowering beliefs that are aligned with the woman and the man that you are today and align with your goals, dreams, and the higher visions for your life. Well, there's two, well I'm going to present two ways to you, and I love Tony Robbins' model. So he says that beliefs are like a table and the evidence are like the legs. So an experience happens which creates an emotional state and we make it mean something, which creates the top of the table. Then our reticular activating system goes on a hunt to find out if that belief is true, looks for evidence, which then forms the legs. So just like my client who had that core belief based on a past experience that I am unlovable, Then when the woman he asks out says no, then that no, that, that rejection, that just forms another piece of the leg, right? Strengthening that belief. So to create a new empowering belief, then it's exactly the same way. What new belief do you want? What's currently not working in your life? And what do you want your belief to be instead? Then hook into it, create the top of the table, then go on a hungry search for evidence that supports your new empowering belief, right? So the more evidence you find, the more the legs of the old belief begin to cave in and the more strength your new belief forms. For example, instead of I am unlovable and you want to adopt I am lovable, then go on a hungry search for evidence. That reinforces this new belief. Ask your friends, family, and loved ones what your top qualities are. You know, what do you love about yourself? Shuffle through your memory bank. Affirm it in the mirror and practice self-hypnosis. How would you walk in the world and show up if you were lovable? When you place your awareness on finding evidence that supports the belief of I am lovable, then your reticular activating system will focus in and will filter out everything else that does not support your new empowering belief. And another very powerful way of subconscious reprogramming that I wanna share with you, which is in my opinion, the the best way, and I'm probably a little biased because I am a professional hypnotist and that is hypnosis. Realizing that everything learned up until now you know everything learned from the seven years from our front primary first seven years all the social conditioning the programs realizing that everything learned can all be unlearned right that we were born into this life with limitless potential limitless possibilities for our life this is our natural state we were born into this world with a, with a, with a pure clean canvas so everything other than limitless possibilities and creative expansiveness and creativity everything other than that is complete learn and complete bs so this is the power of hypnosis and how hypnosis works is that through deepening and through hypnosis we put the conscious mind to sleep and we tap into the lower brain wave frequencies of alpha theta and delta And we begin to reprogram the subconscious mind with powerful suggestions that are aligned with the woman and the man that you are today, based on your goals and dreams and the higher vision for your life and completely rewriting the subconscious mind with new powerful suggestions that are aligned with what you want today. And completely 180 degrees away from what we learned during the very first seven years of our life, which for many of us, you know, doesn't serve us as we go hungry towards our goals and dreams, right? In a way, um, we're all walking around in a hypnotic state, um, looking at the world through these filters and these costumes that we put on based on social programs and 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 voices from the past, right? But that, that we're walking around in a hypnotic state whether hypnosis and other very powerful subconscious reprogramming techniques actually wake us up to rewrite the script, to remember of 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 our of our limitless potential. It's like the the seed, right? The seed of pure potentiality. We begin to activate that and and say yes and just and remember the greater vision for our life, right? And that's why I get so so lit up about hypnosis because it's just so, so powerful of remembering our deepest truth. And so I invite you to just begin questioning the beliefs that you hold about yourself. I invite you to ask yourself the following question, you know, is this really the most empowering belief I can adopt? And if not, then what will start serving me? realizing that our beliefs will only manifest themselves 100% not the time. I love you all so much. Take good care and I hope you achieve all your dreams and goals and say yes to the greater vision for your life because we need you more than ever right now. God bless.